I, I keep. I, I used to start a long time ago and used to pretend that um, I wasn't allowed to join the music team because my triangle plane wasn't up to scratch. Um, and so that was, I think that's where it sort of originated from, something along those lines. And so I've sort of been continuing it over the years that uh, one of these days I'll, I'll have a rehearsal process and, and get into the music team for triangle. Um, and so I decided that I was going to use that sort of gag, play with it and write this message. Um, the message has a whole different context, but... Uh, it, it sort of flows in, hopefully, uh, makes sense. But um, as some of you know, uh, um, there's actually an official title. They're called Triangulist. Uh, it's the actual... <laughs> yeah, I actually had to do some research because I'm like, I can't say things that just aren't true, right? But there is a position I am, am known as a triangulist. Um, the triangle is a musical instrument shaped within a triangle. It's a highly skilled instrument. Highly skilled and a triangle, triangle player uh, plays a musical instrument, normally in a, an orchestra, okay? And its origins, this is what crazy, I found this, this is what wild, it is traced back right back to Egypt. The triangle comes from Egypt, it's such a powerful, I can imagine Moses, that's a very good catch, David. I can imagine Moses trying to get the Israelites out and there in the corner, are the Egyptians playing triangles. <laughs> but the, the truth of the matter is the triangle is one of the most difficult instruments to play. It's, it's much more difficult to play than the humble bass um, or the, the kahun. I won't go as far as the guitar, but, uh, but it's an extremely difficult position because if you've ever read the music of a triangle, and I can't read music, so I didn't even bother, um, most of the time, the triangle player will play his triangle once or twice in a piece. And that's if it's a, a difficult piece. But it's getting the timing right of playing that triangle just at that right moment. Because if you're off by half a second, it just throws out the whole piece. It's just, it's just that important. It has this extremely important part to play. And... and Jason's sitting there in total agreement, nodding his head, thinking, I think I should change the triangle. But you can't. It takes years of practice and dedication. All right? But it's all about bringing the right harmony to the piece and playing in conjunction and being in unison with the other pieces. And Percussion is one of those, those positions within the orchestra that they don't just have one person. They have multiple people playing percussions because they're so challenging and so difficult Instruments to play. And timing becomes the core skill of the triangle. It's so necessary in the application that in order for perfection to arrive for the simple triangle, the delivery of the clang needs to be precise. If you ever heard an orchestra play, you can always tell when the triangle player is out. It throws it all off. And with all jokes aside and the simplicity of the triangle, we can become complacent with the need and the purpose of a, such a simple instrument. Disconnected from simplicity or because we misunderstand the timing of something. And timing is an important part to life's success. The delivery of a joke depends on timing. 
Timing is often miscalculated when it comes to planning. When do I get my timing right? When does this happen? But if you've you've ever been involved in event planning of dinners, functions, maybe dramas, presentations, timing down to the last minute is important. Sometimes timing down to the last second is vital. And making major decisions can be influenced by timing. Getting the right time. Now, if you are unaware of what's happening, I like to try and keep, and keep myself aware of what's happening on more of a, I don't know, uh, cultural concept as well as economic situation as finances. I like to try and understand what is taking place within our world. The truth of the matter is we're about to go through the next three possibly three and a half years that are going to be a challenge financially. Okay? And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter who was PM. I think we were already going to go through that. You can't go through two years of economic woes with COVID and not have the backlash of it. And this is frustrating me, so I'm going to have to do this by hand. But it's important to understand all these things. It's important to understand timing and how to function in it properly. And it's also important that we learn to trust in certain things. Are we on? Yes. All right. Timing is important. And timing is throughout the Bible. And there are two different references or meanings to the concept of timing. And in the Greek... There are two words used for timing. Each have two very different meanings. There is this word called chronos. It's where we get the word chronological or watch or time. It's the ticking of the tocks. I made that up. It's the seconds, it's the minutes, it's the hours, it's the days, it's the week. It's literal time. It's sequential time. I'm talking to a watchmaker here, so maybe he, I'm all on tight. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. All right. Chronola. Yeah. There's so many different words that have the, the chronos in front of it. But the chronos is literal time. And God actually established literal times when he created the earth. When he created the earth in seven days and he rested on the seventh day. There was lots of different meaning. Everything God does is for purpose. Everything God allows to happen is for purpose. God structured time because that is the concept that we operate in. Time. Literal time. Seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, years. God created time for us to function in. But the truth is, God very, very rarely functions in Kronos time. When Joshua, who was the appointed leader after Moses, took over his position, although it appears to look like it's in Kronos time, it actually happens in a different frame of time. It happens, in another word, called Kairos. And Kairos is, in its true meaning, is an appointed time. So we have Kronos, which is literal time, seconds, months, hours, blah, blah. And then we have Kairos, which is an appointed 
time. It means a time that is designated by God. At that time, that's when it will happen. And it can be hard to distinguish them sometimes because we function in time, literal time, chronos, time. We function at a point of our beginning. This is my birth. This is when the time started for me. All the way to our end. At our death, when our time ticks its last talk. And in between there are days, there are months, there are years. But there's also lots of different kairos moments. Appointed times by God. God created us to operate in time, but God operates outside of time. In fact, God can even control time. There's a story in the Bible where we come to and Joshua is leading the children of Israel into the promised land. He sacked Jericho, the biggest city in the promised land. He's taken the city of Ai, which is the next city. And then some of the kings, there's actually five of them joined together, and then the five kings of Amorites. And they joined together to actually stand against the Israelites. They've heard the stories of God coming through for them, so they're like, well, if our only chance is if we band together. God gives Joshua a promise. He's taking on an army that is greater than them. And he says this in Joshua 10 verse 8. He says, Do not be afraid of them. For I have handed them over to you. Not one of them will be able to stand against you. Now, it's important to understand that whenever God sends you to a place, wherever God takes you to a place, wherever God says, this is where you need to go, this is what I have for you, this is what I want for you, you go with God's grace. God will never send us anywhere where his grace hasn't already been or where his grace isn't already. Sometimes, of course, we go where we actually haven't been sent. And the great story of that is good old Jonah, where we begin to operate outside of the direction that God gives us. Or sometimes we try and pretend that we're not hearing God, like our children with selective hearing. But the plan that God had given the Israelites was really, really simple. God does not like to overcomplicate things. He gives us a simple plan. They were going to take the promised land. God said, it's promised to them. This is what I have for you. It's awesome. It's great. Just go and get it. Part of that was that they were to wipe out every one of the inhabitants. Because when God wants you to take something, he doesn't want what is languishing there or languishing there to actually begin to affect you. He says, wipe it out. And when the Israelites begin to take on the five kings of Amorites, God does something. And he had this awesome plan in order to beat the Amorites. He was going to stop time. And in Joshua 10 verse 13 it says, And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. Isn't this written in the book of Jeshah? 
For the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed its setting almost a full day. Meaning God positioned the sun to stand still, right? Then he had to go a little bit further and he had to do the opposite and make the moon stand still because the moon and the sun determine time. He made them stop still so the day went longer, so the army could fight longer because they were taking on five armies so they could win the day. And although he operates in Kronos, he stops time. And so what we get is we get a Kairos moment in Kronos. We get a Kairos moment, a pointed time of victory, yet we have stopped Kronos. God has the power to operate, function in and outside of our understanding of Kronos. There is no limit to God's power. Time cannot control it. And what God was doing was showing that it is, God does not function in Kronos, but Kairos moments. It wasn't the seconds that determined the victory, but the right moment that determined the victory. And that's where we begin to draw out the understanding of the second concept of time, Kairos, a significant, uh, an opportune time for action, a divine moment in time. We function in Kronos. We get up at this time. We go to work at this time. This time takes this long in the microwave. It takes this long in the shower. It takes this long to get. It takes this long to go through traffic. Maybe longer if there's something on the side of the road. And everything we begin to do is we begin to understand in Kronos times. We begin to operate in Kronos times. Church starts at 9.30. The music starts at 9.30. We finish, give or take, roughly about 11, depending on who's preaching. If it's me, it probably goes a little bit over. We finish music at this rough sort of time. It becomes more interesting when you start to Unpack the return of Jesus Christ. Because we read passages of Scripture and we, we look at them as, as seen, oh yes, that's Kronos time. Jesus is returning here. I don't know how many times I've heard people predict days, months and years of when Jesus will return. I love it because you get past that month and go, did Jesus come back? Because Jesus isn't coming back in a Kronos moment of time. He's not looking, okay, on this date, this is when I will return. No, he's looking for an appointed time. And a lot of what takes place in our lives and understanding how God works in our lives is it's not about a time. It's not about God's waiting for, I don't know, the 1st of June. And when the 1st of June will come in, that's when this will take place. No. He's waiting for an appointed time. Because when you understand that God is waiting for an appointed time in our life or in whatever else we're praying for, then you begin to understand that it's not about a certain time, but when we are positioned for that moment. God is not looking at saying, okay, do this, this, and this, and this, and this. He's looking for you to be in position to receive. I learned this a long time ago. 
When I go through troubled times and difficult times, I'm looking at and asking God, what do I need to learn in order to get it out? When I'm going through my moments of hell, I don't want to stay there. I want out. But I also understand that it doesn't matter how much whinging, complaining, how much moaning, how much, how much I say it's unfair, it's not going to change my situation. The only thing that's going to change my situation is if I change me. And if I change me, I reposition me. And if I can reposition me, perhaps I'll be put in the right position to receive what God has for me. God has good things for you. God has great things for you. God has purpose. He has plans. He has all these blessings. But they don't come based upon Kronos time. He's not saying, when you turn 30, this will take place. When you turn 40, this will take place. By the time you turn 60, this will be placed. What he's looking for is for us to be positioned to receive what God has for us. And if we are not positioned, then we can't receive. Because God doesn't give you something that you're not ready for. Can you imagine if I turn to Jason and go, you know, Jason, I have a spare million dollars. I don't know where I got the spare million dollars, but let's just say for the sake of the discussion, right? I have a spare million dollars. Here's a million bucks. And Jason goes, sweet, how many bases can I buy? And let's say he goes and buys 32. Okay, so he's already thought about it. That's scary. <laughs> so he goes and buys 32 bases, right? He fills his houses up with his bass guitars. He now no longer can live in that house because it's just full of bass guitars. He didn't think about, hang on, maybe if I buy a new house, I can have a bass room. Oh, it's, it's a pun on the word, isn't it? Bass room, yeah. But because when he's not ready, he's not positioned to receive the blessing, it doesn't come. And Jason has to put up with however many bass guitars he has. It's not that the Kronos was right. It was that the Kairos wasn't right. It took 430 years for the children of Israel to be released from Egypt. It's an odd number. There's probably days and months in there as well. It had nothing to, be to do with Kronos. It had everything to do with Kairos. Because even though the children of Israel were suffering, Moses had to be positioned in play and there had to be an appointment on him that he actually stepped into in order to actually fulfill the call of God on his life, in order to release the children of Israel so they could walk out and take on the promised land that God had promised 400 odd years before then. And here's the scary thing. God can do it. And God has plans and purpose for each and every one of us. He's like, I designed you for something. I put it in you. But it's not going to be released based upon the ticks of the clock. It's going to be released based upon position. It's going to be released at the right time because I don't want something being released 
that has not been ready for. God's not going to go, you know what, I'm going to raise you up into ministry and you're going to do awesome things or raise you up into a business where you run this multi-billion dollar business and, and it just goes kaput because you don't have the skills and the ability to, manif- to, to manage it. Where does the glory come in in that one? Well, how does God get the glory when we cannot sustain something? It doesn't make sense. And he doesn't even know we can fall short. So when God allows certain things to take place, because not all the time he's got the author of what happens to us, when God is allowing things to take place, some of that is there to shift us, to sort through our rubbish, to deal with our past, to let go of the burdens, to seek his face. There was a long period of time in my life when I was walking away, or I call it running from him, end up being right in front of him, and God was like, ha ha, you can't run from me. Anyway, um, that's a whole other story. But it was about being positioned. It was about preparing my heart so when the right time came, God could go, here I am, Pete. And it was about me being positioned. It was about the appointed time that when my point of coming, I need him, happened, it was the process I gave into to be positioned in order to receive what he had for me. If it was based on Kronos, it probably should have happened many years earlier. Many, many years earlier. But because I was out of position, it means the appointed time couldn't take place. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16 says, Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Now when you go look at that in the Greek word, that word time, that is not chronos time. The word is actually kairos. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people but as wise, making the most of the appointed time because the days are evil. It's amazing how if you put something in context, the right words of what is rightly being said behind the verse, it can slightly change something and give it a little bit more appointment. It's important that we become accurate and careful in our walk. It's important that we begin to understand that what is taking place in our lives is preparation for the journey ahead. What God is doing is shaping you. He's molding you. And that's that old old passage of scripture. It talks about that he is the potter and I am the clay, which means he is there to shape me, not me try and shape myself. And when I let surrender, make room, however you want to put it, allow him to mould me, I become the piece of pottery I'm supposed to be. I allow him to move and mend and and to do what he needs to do. And even if I've been taken off the shelf and been broken and feel like I'm in a million pieces, he's able to put me back together and redefine who I think I am. 
That's why it's interesting because no one in this world should ever tell you or define your identity because they don't know it. He does. He's the creator. And if he's the creator, then he knew what he put inside of us. And if he put inside of us everything that's personally what we're supposed to do, then only he knows that. Then how can anyone tell you otherwise? But what defines us is understanding how time works, how God works in time. We live on Kronos, yet God works in Kairos. He waits for the appointed time and says, that's the right time now. I'll move. And we can sit there and go, God, why haven't you? Why haven't you? We make that joke of God always comes through in the 11th and a half hour, the 11th hour and 59 minutes. No, no, no. It was the perfect time. We had to be positioned. Maybe it was the longing. Maybe it was the desperation that had to come in. God, move, move, move. I need you to move. I need you to do this. I need you, God. God, move, move, move. Maybe it's the hundredth time that we've asked that finally something happens. And it wasn't because God wants to sit there and, and watch you struggle and, oh, this is fun watching you struggle. No, God's not a sadist. God's going, I need you to be positioned. You need to be desperate enough where you will move to what has God has for you. God gives me these things. I have this massive vision. I, I tell you, if I, if I tried to explain it to you, you'd probably think I'm nuts. And I haven't done costings on one of them, but I know one of them is around about 20 million bucks. It's got to be. And I'm sitting there going, God, only, you know, this, this would just be awesome. Like, you gave this concept to me. You, you, this is from you because it's too big to come from me. And I know this would just be awesome in this, this area, in this region. I know this has this purpose and this is huge. God says, you're not ready for it. So I can't give it to you. But, but now, now there's like thousands of people in here. They would benefit. Yeah, but it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I've got to wait. I've got to wait. But I know from the process from this to that is about developing me. It's developing my relationship with God. It's developing my understanding, having the level of wisdom to not only being able to obtain it, but also to maintain it. Because it is so easy to obtain something. And it is so much harder to maintain it. It's easy to have a marriage or get married. It is so much harder that 40 years you're still married. And that's not, a, that's not anyone who, who's gone through a divorce. That's just a reality. It's, it's tough holding a marriage together. And God has grace for each and every one of us when we slip down, we fall down. And His grace... Surpasses all understanding. But God is positioning us and he, he longs for us to just to surrender. Because to the depth that we surrender is to, to the depth that he can manifest in us. To the depth that he can work in us. Which means the appointed time becomes, comes earlier. Not later. I know... Each and every one of us is going through stuff. Things are happening around us. Some things are unfair. Some things are by our own hands. Some things aren't. Some things are just cruel. 
I know the next three, three and a half years is going to be challenged on a global financial level. If you want my advice, here it is. Cut the fat now. Find what you don't need and cut it now. Build up as much as reserve as you can. Um, I can't tell you how bad it's going to get. I can't tell you how difficult it is because there are so many factors. But it will be a challenge. But God has a way. God has a way through. And it's about clicking in with his principles and his promises and going, okay, God, I'm on this train with you. And I know at the end of it, I'll be going, wow, I am so glad that is over, but I am so much more happier and glad that I went with you, God. I am so much more happier that I came on the ride with you. That we got through this together. Because I know coming through it, it's going to develop my trust in him, my faithfulness in him, my understanding in him, my wisdom in him is just going to skyrocket. Getting that, getting that clang on that triangle is just pivotal. Making sure when you clang that triangle that it's in the right time, it's at the appointed time, that it doesn't come early, that it doesn't come late. And it sounds like, oh my gosh, you have to be perfect, but you don't. Because God will help you. And God will say, now. And the reason why my triangle isn't here is because when I went to find it, it had learned to grow wings and fly away. And it's missing an egg. God is good. And God doesn't take you to a place that his grace doesn't go with you. His grace is always there for you. It always is. He's bigger than your situation. He's bigger than your circumstances. He's stronger and tougher. And he can handle anything. A wise man once said to me, God can handle you getting angry at him. He's bigger. Just don't stay there. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're far from him. You've walked away. You're not in close relationship with him. You don't trust him. If you want to make it right today, if you want to become a Christian, if you want to rededicate your life, and I'll be standing up the front and I'll welcome you home. If you want prayer for anything else, I'll be down the front on as well. We'll work it out. But I'll be here to pray for you. We have morning tea, there's tea and coffee. But we're going to pray, we're going to close the meeting. I know you're going to have a great week this week. Doesn't matter how tough it gets, don't lose sight of him. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. He is the Alpha and Omega. And the reason why he's the Alpha and Omega is because Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Meaning he is the A to Z or the A-N-Z. Not the bank. But we'll pray. We'll close the meeting. Remember, I'll be down the front if you want prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are greater than our own understanding. That you are a loving God. That you don't condemn us. That even when we've fallen short, you do not condemn. 
your arms are open wide and your expression is love. Father, I ask you to bless each person in here. Guide them and direct them. Help them, walk with them, be with them. Father, I pray that they would open up their hearts to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.